This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Manchester Town Football Club, available on podcast and YouTube. My name is Benjamin Bloom, and I'll be here each and every Friday for the Blue Monday preview show with a special guest to get their inside of you on the next opponents for Ipswich. Ladies and gentlemen, making his return, second appearance this season on the podcast from the Forever Forest TV YouTube channel. Mr. Adam Wicklow. Adam, how you doing? I'm all right, Ben. How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm a bit lurgified. I'm a bit Mick McCarthy'd out. I'm quite enjoying <laughs> it. I just quite want to talk about Forrest for, <laughs> for for a little bit and not talk uh, about Mick, but I'm sure he's going to come up. Yeah, I think uh, the last time I come on here, I thanked Ipswich Town for uh, beating Derby County. I'm going to actually thank him again uh, because on Tuesday night they were part of my fivefold bet, which I won 150 quid from. And then uh, the hilarity of Mick McCarthy of storming out like, <laughs> that is literally the best exit I've ever seen. <laughs> so, so choreographed, wasn't it? Even, uh, down, even down to the slamming the cup of tea and the. I'm out of here, but yes, we are we are currently being derided by national football pundits um, everywhere. So there you go. Anyway, tell us a bit about the um, YouTube channel and where people can find you on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, so it's just Forever Forest TV, both on YouTube and and Twitter. We've actually uh, this is like the first bit of like media I've done for a while. I've, like took a massive break, so I've just been working away, and then like also like. A lack of games have happened, um, and I've just not been. I've not been been to. I've not been to one since. Uh, I think Derby at home, maybe or something like that, which is a bit mental, really. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can find us on on YouTube and on on Twitter. And it's sort of um, match day experiences and fan cam stuff. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like vlogs and stuff. But uh, again, it's been a little bit scarce recently. Um, just commitments as, as as i'm probably sure you you know about as well oh god i've got like an hour to as we discussed on to i've got about an hour to finish to fit this in between 20 other things this week so yeah but it's a labor of love isn't it um right adam let's go back to the 2nd of december and a strangely exciting for an ipswich game um a 4-2 win in the first game for ipswich um a very kind of typically mccarthy versus warburton type affair forest with a huge 70 percent possession scored two very pretty goals brilliant free kick from 
Dell, but ultimately um, going under in the game, I remember Mancy and um, messing around with it and getting robbed by Waghorn for the for the third goal. Um, what are your memories of um, the first game between the two sides? Um, I remember it being an end-to-end game, which is a bit unusual for two two sides who are probably not the most exciting, I would say, in the league. Um, but I think Ipswich took their chances on the day, really. Uh, possession, you can have as much as you want, but it's about putting the ball in the in the back of the net. And Waghorn did that a couple of times. I think Iorfa scored on that day as well, didn't he, in, at the back post. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ipswich played to their strengths and and kind of hit us where, where it hurt. And defending is, has been a a big thing for us this season, again, where we've just been absolutely terrible. But now, at this stage of the season, we're, we can't score goals um, and we can't keep them out, really. Uh, and we're on a bit of a massive drought. Mm, that sounds like a good combination for us. Um, so this was um, towards the end of um, Mark Warburton's reign. He's going to get five more games after the... Ipswich game um it's a defeat against Sunderland um he was only there for nine months um how do you you reflect on on his time as boss and did he have long enough to really develop his style or ultimately was it kind of going nowhere um I liked I liked the possession uh football but I didn't think he had a plan b he he claimed that he had a plan b but it, there was massive evidence that we didn't. It, there, he knew the issue before the summer, which was our defending, and he never addressed it. And and he still relied on what we had at the club um, to to like kind of keep teams at bay. But we we leaked just as much as we had done previously. Uh, looked good going forward, but then like as as like games went on, teams started figuring out what we were doing. And it became harder for us to actually score goals under Warburton. I felt I felt I felt like we were very laboured. It was very slow tempo. We'd keep the ball in that, but it was in, in areas that were going to ever hurt teams, and it wasn't a pace that was going to ever hurt teams. And it was boring at the end of the day. It was actually boring to watch, and it's boring now under Karanka. I'm going to admit it. I'm I'm a bit like fed up of of the season. I kind of just want it to end. Really, I want to go on holiday like the rest of them do. Um, <laughs> And I'm sure it's the same for an Ipswich fan because I see Ipswich and Forest as quite similar. We've both been in the championship for a very, very long time. And it's a little bit shit, in it? It is a little <laughs> bit rubbish. Um, because I think both of us in the last, I don't know, 15 years have made the playoffs twice, maybe. And for two decently sized clubs with quite a lot of history, that's not good enough. And it's just depressing now. Um, but I think Warburton... I don't think he got enough time for a manager. Not like Mick McCarthy got. I think he got a good run run of it, really. I think he was the longest serving manager. By, by miles, yeah, in the championship. Yeah, um, I feel I feel like we we undid, undone Warburton in that sense. But apparently his departure wasn't due to the results. It was more due to things behind the scenes happening, apparently, between him and Frank McParland. Uh, I don't know how much that is true. But it's just the murmurs of what I heard at the time, and I think that's what what it was to do with more so than the results. Yes, and we'll 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 talk about that off air because I've heard from the Brentford fans about Mr. Warburton and Mr. Yeah, Billy Billy, yeah. Billy Grant is the man, uh, and I know you had him on yeah. the other week. 
um and he he told me actually <laughs> mm, yes um do you, some some yeah um, let's let's skirt over that <laughs> shall we well with, well with the record buttons on um so look before a new manager comes in you probably have the the kind of best day of the season um piling on arsenal in the fa cup on on terrestrial tv 4-2 4-2 win there um you said it's not been great but um tell me about tell me about that day and the and the cup win in front of the tv cameras uh, that's been the best game I've seen this season, purely because it was like the magic of the FA Cup for real. Like usually, I hate the FA Cup. It's it's a draft. It's it's a that's an, it's another crap cup because half the time people don't take it seriously enough, uh, and Arsenal didn't take it seriously enough, and we actually thumped them for a change. And Joe, when you watch that game, you think Forest are actually quite good. Like they've got some good young players. And if they get the right manager in. They could do all right. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with them. Especially like someone like Ben Brereton, who on that day tore Arsenal apart. Mertesacker Saka and, and uh, Holding had literally no hope of defending against him. And then you watch him against Brentford the other night. I mean, I weren't there. I've been working away from home. But I've seen the highlights and what people have said. And he, he can't hit a barn door, door at the moment. And he can't. he's just lacking so much confidence and... And whatnot, and it's it's not great. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes they're they're able to raise themselves to play on the TV against Arsenal, but not on a Tuesday night against Brentford, right? Which I hate. I hate that. I hate that mentality. Why can you raise your game for such a big occasion, but not the one that you have every week? Winning the league is. I'd rather win the league hundred times over than winning the FA Cup once. Absolutely. Um, um, so yeah. So a day after this cup game, and it's. Itor Karanka is the new manager who worked with uh, Mourinho and famously got Borough promoted, but did storm out um, before the end of the season. Um, was he your choice and how did you feel when when he was brought in? Admittedly, probably not my choice. I would have, I'd have liked Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane. Uh, that's, that's like the dream, though, the pipeline dream of for Forrest, especially someone like Martin O'Neill who made the most appearances uh, in his career for, for, for Forrest um, and obviously went into European Cups. And then alongside Roy Keane, who I think if you st- if he caught your eye, you would probably go to the depths of hell. So, I mean, someone to fear and someone to love at, at, the, at the club almost in, in a player's point of view. But uh, I was happy enough with Karanka because we needed to sort out defending and that's what he's good at and we've we've been good at, at at that for a small period of time this season albeit with like the most dysfunctional back four you will ever see in the back in the championship <laughs> I would I'd have to admit it's very odd um but he, he sorted it out to an extent but we don't score goals and Borough didn't score that many goals when they went up but no, they did they keep did a lot not. of clean sheets so I remember one one period they didn't concede a goal for about two months didn't they I remember in the they they just one one nil for all the way through the winter actually. Yeah, and, and I know Borough fans say that they loved him because of what he, he managed to achieve, but they also loathed him for the style of football and how boring it was. And when they got to the Premier League, it just didn't it was never going to survive in that league. You have to be so open and I've I've gone I've said it to people uh in the streets and on like in my friends and on WhatsApp groups that wolves this season are are the perfect balance of team that are going to go up to the Premier League and actually like slot straight in, in my opinion. They look superb and Ruben never scored an absolute worldie, didn't he, the yeah, other he night? Did, yeah. 
Keep going um, away. Um, but yeah. So Karanka only wins one of his first eight games. And it's funny you mentioned Wolves because it's just out of the blue, you win away at Wolves. Um, tell me about the, the start and why it took a while to to get going. Um, we'll come to the transfer window in a minute. But what did he what did he sort of change on the pitch to begin with? I think at first he really tried to give the players that were there already that Warburton had brought in and, and like the eight other managers had brought in previously or everything <laughs> we've had, um, a chance to show what they've got to offer. And I think he found out very quickly um, those who weren't willing to put put the 110% in every week and fight for the shirt and fight for the place. And I think that's why you saw us lose like some games very like like we've got hammered up we've got hammered to Preston at home we got beat by Hull at home um we got I can't remember who else we got beat in this run I think Fulham Fulham obviously a given uh we got beat by Aston Villa in the, in the first game that he took over but it, that was quite a closely com- contested game with Villa actually probably edging it more 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 than a one nil where it, like they deserved more than just one nil in that game I think it ended um so yeah he tr- he, he tried and trial and errored quite a lot and it, it didn't work and he and he admitted that and he knew he, it wasn't going to probably work in, in a sense really uh, and he got rid of a lot of players which and it did help he got he got us organized and if you want to talk about transfers that's that's when he, he started to really bring in his style I think and bring in his own personnel but again I, I think it's come undone recently as well Sure. So um, that takes us to the transfer window. And I don't know if I've got this right. Seven, uh, I think it was all on the 31st of um, January or whenever they do it, it's the 2nd of February or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, seven players in and six players out in in one go. Um, what do you think of that as a tactic in the middle of the season? And tell me tell me about the guys who, guys who came in and who's kind of improved things. I think it's... It's the forest merry-go-round, uh, Ben. It, it absolutely is. It, hap- it usually happens in the summer, um, not, not not really in the middle of the season. Uh, but it's just it's it needed to happen almost. I think I think if it didn't happen, we'd actually be talking as about being in a real dogfight at the moment. I mean, we're not far off the dogfight. I mean, we have to make it at least a little bit exciting, don't we, towards the end of the season? Otherwise, it's dead boring. But um, it's. It's very strange. I think it's it's it was a big gamble, but I think it's a gamble that's kind of paid off, but kind of hasn't hasn't. It still shows that where we need to improve. Um, I think bringing in Ben Watson has been massive. Uh, in all honesty, someone that's been there, done it. He's been at many clubs in the Premier League. I mean, be albeit lower lower end, but he's good for the Championship, especially at his age and how young our squad is. Um, I think he's been brilliant since he's come in. Uh, Toby Figueredo, who actually wasn't a Karanka side, and he was someone that uh, someone from the the hierarchy of the Greek Greek owners had spotted and brought in on loan from Sport Lisbon, and he's become like an instant hero because um, he's just he just doesn't care. Like he just he's bollocks centre half, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just bollocks people and gets stuck in and like looks a bit like a thug. So. I quite like that, and we needed someone that that's got a bit of bit of edge to him because we've got people like Mancien who whose lips don't open, and yet he's the captain, and it's it's shocking. We needed leaders, and I think Karanka identified that and brought that in, and he's also brought in a few characters to the dressing room. Lee Tomlin is a good player on his day, not not probably 
someone I'd sign permanently. Uh, maybe after the first few games when he was storming and scoring goals, uh, I would, but perhaps not not so much now. I don't know. Maybe it's because of we haven't got really got a striker for him to give the ball to. Um, and Jack Colback's been all right, but he's again he's a lot he's a lot of money to bring in permanently. But but yeah, and then, and then getting rid of players, Carryall, who you've got, and I'm sure you're going to ask me about him. A brilliant player on his day, but he only has that once in every I don't know five to ten games and it's not good enough um, and he and he got rid of a lot of players that just weren't playing and I thought it was it was right for him to to get rid of a few I'm quite glad Tyler Walker and Zach Clough went out on loan but they're not even in getting in the Bolton side so that says says a lot doesn't it mm. um, yeah we'll come on to Carriel. Um I think there's a couple of questions about him um, so this non-winning run kind of morphs into an unbeaten run although it does revolve around some nil-nil draws and a Ridiculous 5-2 away win at, at QPR. So <laughs> from the outside, it looks like um, Karanka kind of just goes all defensive. Um, can you talk about the, the sort of mini unbeaten run and also where did that QPR game spring from? Um, I think, well, it started at Burton Albion and I went to the game and it was a game where we needed to win and we should have won if it was 11 against 11. But Eric Lee, I had a moment of madness and completely took a Burton player out and we were down to 10 for I think more than an hour of the game and it was a good solid like performance against 10 men and I mean a lot of Forest fans actually complained that we still didn't win the game with 10 men which is a bit ridiculous in my honest opinion especially of how the game went and the personnel we had I thought we did all right um that win against QPR was I don't know where that come from it was it was like everything had just clicked into place and you kind of think we could actually play football. We're actually all right at scoring goals and we scored a few crackers that day. Um, but we've not really scored any goals since. I think only against Birmingham we've scored. Um, and it's a worry. Um, but it it clearly identifies where our problem is and that's up front. We can't, you can't keep teams out in this division every single week. It's just impossible. People, teams have got players that have got quality and have got something about them to put the ball in the goal at some point and like I said the most dysfunctional back four I've seen at Forest for a while is not going to keep teams at bay all the time especially good teams like Millwall who are on a very very good run and 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 Brentford who are a good side in my eyes they've always been a bogey side for us we've only beaten we've beaten for the first time this year um but more often than not we lose to them so it's one of them things. Next season is is going to be a he's, he's to identify a striker and bring one in that's going to score us fifteen to twenty goals and hope that everyone else kind of chips in around him uh, mm. for us to like push further up the up the table. I know people will expect this ridiculous playoff push next year or whatever. I don't know because that's what I think the board expect um, and our and our fan base because we're delusional a little bit, but. That's what we're going to need to at least get mid-table, in, in my honest opinion. I think we you need a bit, you need like two or three lads who are going to score 15 goals plus to look at the higher end of the table. Mm, absolutely. Um, so you already mentioned it. You've the last three games have all um, been defeats, and it's actually um, chillingly for Ipswich because you'll probably score five on Saturday. Um, six, <laughs> six games without a single goal. Um, was it just coming up with? Uh, coming up against three playoff chasers, Millwall, Borough and Brentford, or are you in genuinely a, a rotten run? 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I wouldn't say we're... Oh, well, we're in a bit of a rotten run for scoring goals, definitely. But I don't think it's from a lack of trying because we hit the we hit the woodwork three times on Tuesday night. So it's not like we're not having shots or anything or we're not creating chances. It's just not going in the goal for us. And I think Karanka's having a hard time of who his main striker is. He kind of keeps chopping and changing at the moment between Brereton, who's a young lad, and Velios, who's like someone who probably should score more goals than he does. But they're just not. And I'm not sure if... I'm Because I've not seen him live uh, for a couple of weeks now to see what sort of chances they're actually getting uh, to know whether they're just blunders or they're just not falling for him. But we don't really create that one-on-one chance and we don't really take that half chance, it seems. We haven't got that type of striker. Asom Belonga was that type of striker last season who would get half a chance and nine out, nine out of ten times he'd potentially bury it. So it's just one of them. It's like almost adjusting to, to losing that guy who you relied on for goals and someone else taking the the reins of it all and that's just not happened yet so either someone has to step up next season or Karanka's going to bring in this new player who's got to do that great stuff great stuff um right smart me up about this team then so I'll read out the 11 that uh played on Tuesday and you can tell me how similar I mean you've already alluded to that it might be a different guy up front but um so here's the 11 that played on Tuesday and tell me how you think it'll shake out on Saturday. So uh Pantillamon in goal, Dericwa, Figueredo, Fox and Osborne. Os- Osborne played at the back. I'm, so, I'm sure he's a winger. Um <laughs> what Watson, Colback and uh Gediora in midfield, Tomlin and Lolly off Brereton. So um how similar do you think it will be? And t- tell me about Osborne because I remember him playing really well at Portman Road as a as an attacking midfielder. Uh Ben Ben Osborne is uh, the most versatile player in our team, I would, I would think. Um, he could, he come through the academy as a left-back, but can, 
but is predominantly more of like a, either a left midfielder or a centre midfielder or potentially even attacking midfield. I don't really know, to be honest. Um, he's, he's kind of like the jack of all trades and master of none. So he's been playing left back since the Burton game because Lehigh got sent off and we didn't have a fit left back at the time. So he slotted in and he's been there ever since. Um, Forest fans will tell you he's not, he's not that great there. I don't think he's bad. But I don't think he's the strongest there. We did bring in a left back in the in January. I've still not seen him. So <laughs> um, I kind of want, I would kind of like to see Osborne maybe replaced by that lad to give him a chance because I don't know what he's like. I still don't. I don't know what he's like. Um, to tell you the truth, um, I would potentially like to see Warrell come back in alongside Figueredo because apparently we're gonna buy Figueredo in the summer for like 1.7 million so I would like to see someone that's actually better than Fox at, at centre-half play but I, I don't really know uh, what Crank has got in mind uh, he's, he's kind of kept it very consistent since he's come which I've liked because we've always had managers that have like chopped and changed too much and that obviously always disrupts a team doesn't it Yes, um, but so you think we might see Velios possibly instead of Brera and right up top? We, we we could see bloody anyone. To be <laughs> fair, um, I mean, we've we, we've played Matty Cash quite a lot right midfield, and he's been dropped the last three or four games, which has been very strange in my opinion. And we've played Tomlin usually behind the just behind the striker, and Guardiola's not really played that much, uh, in all honesty, since he's come. But baby Karanka's like getting to the point now where he's just going to kind of make one or two changes and just try people out and, and see what's what's what for next season in all honesty because we shouldn't go down but there's obviously there's still slight possibility that we, we do but I can't see it so maybe it's kind of experimental time I don't know yeah sure um, before you answer this bear in mind that Ipswich have no manager it's going to be the um, academy director um, and other staff managing them how, how do you see it playing out on Saturday it could unleash the rain like unleash like the shackles for you if I don't know how Ipswich have been playing to be honest Ben so you'll have to t- you'll have to cautiously. tell me if I'm wrong <laughs> cautiously so it could be it could be one of those where uh, they kind of come out I mean Gary Brazil does this on, on like like the every annual occasion when we lose when we eventually sack our manager because we've got bored of him uh where gary brazil comes in as manager and kind of just releases the shackles and, we, and everyone just goes a bit man- mental and goes, does whatever they like so maybe it'll be like that or maybe we'll have like a five all which would be really brilliant because <laughs> it's my last game that i'm going to this season at home <laughs> but you can't you can't seriously predict five all Oh, I'd look. How good would that be, though? Oh, it'd be the best. That'd be the best game I've ever seen. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I once saw a five. Um, I've seen a five-three, and, oh. and a, a six. I've seen six-nil, a couple of six-nils. Oh, th- we we beat Crew six-four once, but I wasn't there. Yeah. So oh. anyway, anyway, what's the score going to be? Um, we don't score. You kind of do score, so one nil to Ipswich. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it will be. I'd like to say like maybe two one, but I think it'll actually be one nil to Ipswich because we just can't hit a barn door. So that's that's my honest opinion. You'll be very popular, Adam. Right, let's go to some Twitter questions. Um, this is Tyson's Tash. Um, what is the general consensus regarding Warburton's tenure? Was he let go too soon, or was it genuinely disastrous? Um, I think he was 
let go too soon for different reasons for footballing, uh, like I've already said. Um, I would have liked to see him get a full season to see what would happen, whether he would have changed his ways. Um, but it was getting to a point where it was get becoming a bit of a joke in terms of defending and getting the balance right because we weren't attacking brilliantly either. It was it was getting to a point where it was too predictable and too slow and he was playing players that were just clearly out of form and not, not got a lot of confidence. Um, so it's kind of one of them. Uh, I don't know how... What is, what is he in the betting odds for the Ipswich job? He's about fourth or fifth. I think that's why a lot of people are sort of asking. I mean, I'll ask you now. Would he, would he be a... Given that um, our owner doesn't really sack managers very readily and the club, the style of play needs a bit of a pep up, would he be a good Ipswich manager? I think so, potentially. It depends how good of the investment he'd get as well. But I think... I actually think he would if he if he gets the if he gets the time uh, to to sort things out. I think Ipswich have got a better defensive like structure in terms of like player and personnel already, and I think it's just the attacking sense that need freshening up a little bit. So possibly though, if he brings David Weir in, don't expect anything from him because you'd think David Weir, who's been a defender all his life, would actually sort you out. But he did for call for us. <laughs> Um, this is Kev Hyam. Um, thoughts on Karanka, his style of play, and should Forrest give him more time than some of the managers that have fallen before him? Definitely should give him more time. We have to because we've been run of the mill for managers. Like They come and go more than uh, some people's underwear, which is very odd. Uh, I just think it's time to give someone a chance, especially these owners need to give someone a chance and a go. But I know it's a little bit scary for Forest fans because we've just seen Olympiakos, uh, the chairman who's there, who's our owner, uh, sack their entire team, uh, even though they won the league or whatever because of the whole shambles that the Greek league is. So <laughs> it's it's one of them, isn't it? Like they obviously get a lot of success every season in the Greek league. Um, I don't know what their expectations are um, for Forest, but we need to keep a manager and just progress. But this season hasn't really progressed that much, in my, in my honest opinion. Uh, I, f- I find Karanka's style mixed, really. Uh, there can be times where I'm bored to tears and could I, I, w- I don't really need to watch it because I know what's going to happen. Uh, and then other times, I think it's quite good because of the opposition we're playing and it's like it's the perfect way to play um he just needs to kind of i don't know not be so stiff mm, sounds very familiar um yeah. this, this is muller he says does the shadow of clough hang over your fans uh, expectations today how has the upheaval under the current owner affected your season i would say many many fans still think we should be in the Premier League because of we won two European Cups but I've said many times before that history doesn't give you anything it's it doesn't really like I mean it, it was, I bet there's Ipswich fans out there now who probably think oh we, we were in Europe once we should still be in the Premier League we had Bobby Robson as manager like how oh, many yeah <laughs> yeah um, and you're always going to get them fans you get them fans probably Liverpool, Man United, uh, whoever. I mean, you, you hear Arsenal fans every week on that Arsenal fan TV, whether they win, lose or draw, that they moan. 
when they're in the Premier League every year. Do you know what I mean? It's it's quite comical. Um, so yeah, I would say yes. It still hangs over the uh, fans' expectations. Uh, what was the other bit of the question? Um, the how has the upheaval under the current owner affected your season? Um, off the pitch, it's been really good because he's improved a lot of things. I mean, the the stadium got a lick of paint. They had new dugouts, new changing rooms. Uh, a few new bits and bobs. There's been murmurs of a redevelopment of the main stand. There's murmurs of uh, safe standing potentially coming in, which would be would be brilliant for for well, I'd say it'd be brilliant for atmosphere. But our atmosphere is about as good as a library can be um, at times, which is frightening. Um, I think it's been good. I'm just I'm just a bit wary of like the managerial side of things. I don't know what what's going to happen. Obviously, sacking one manager already. Uh, into the first year of ownership doesn't kind of bode well after the previous five years under Fawaz. Mm, interesting. Um, this is uh, slower ball. Can you ask Adam, is the rivalry with the mutton munchers, I assume that's Derby, still as strong as ever? And if you could sign one player from the current Derby side, who would that be? Um, I would say yes. The, the rivalry's still there. I think I, that's what I love about football is... Not I don't I'm not I'm not like pro like scraps and all that I think that's stupid I think that's that's a little bit silly but like in stadium banter and singing songs about each other's clubs and all that I think that's brilliant I love that I think that's it's really good especially when like fans are very clever with what they're saying and and like the sarcasm especially like English humor uh, sense of humor I think it's I think it's great and I love that rivalry and I love I love that competition between two clubs that aren't far apart especially like uh, with yourselves and, and Norwich I think it's good for good for football uh, and I'd sign uh, Matej Vidra because he's a goal scorer mm, Tom Lawrence is, is very good as well I can wholeheartedly recommend him um, <laughs> this is Stubbsy can you ask his opinion of Carayel and whether he thinks he'd be worth us signing for next season um, I have a Forest supporting friend who didn't rate him um, Mustafa Carriol towards the end of last season and I think in that um, no actually he came, come off against against you like uh, for Ipswich against Ipswich um, towards the end of last season he looked like a player that was full of confidence and I was hoping that this season he would carry that on and become like that winger that we really needed that uh, would run at teams and take a player on and get play people off their seats sort of thing but He's a like I say, he's a one in five to ten game sort of player. He he kind of strolls around and doesn't look very interested. And then and then suddenly that the next game he'll be he'll be brilliant, and you kind of wonder where where have you been for the last four or five games? So he's one of them players. I, I would probably say no. He's he's very frustrating. Uh, you need consistency in the championship, and you don't need players that are gonna you need to carry for for several games before they actually do anything. Very interesting. Um, Sam uh, presumably couldn't come up with a question. He says something, 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 something. Murphy. How was how was Daryl Murphy got on for you this season? Um, he he's he had a good start, and then I don't think he's really played uh, since the turn of the year. And I think partly due to the change of manager, I think partly due maybe I'm, I'm not sure if he quite suits as uh, very much uh, we don't really have that good of a of like wide men to produce him like the ball like the crosses and that 
that he needs. Joe Lolly's a very good winger since we've bought him in, in January. I forgot to mention him. He's been really good, but uh, Cash on the other side hasn't really... He He's a good player, but it doesn't produce that ball that you need. He's not quite got got that final product in him yet to give Murphy that, that chance. And I think Daryl Murphy's had some personal issues. I think someone's died within his family or something like that. Um, and he's kind of took a backward step in, in, in football and... and Rightly so, if if that's how he's feeling, I don't blame him. Uh, so he's kind. Of, we've kind of not seen Daryl Murphy for a long time, which is a shame because he is a good player. Uh, he works hard. I like that, and he's obviously going to be influential in the dressing room because given his age and his experience. Mm, very good. Um, this is George Lancaster. Do they regret? Do they regret getting rid of Luke Chambers, who apparently is going to be um, in the dugout with the manager guys because he's he's bust his ribs up, um, so he's not going to be playing, but. Um, anyway, do they regret getting rid of Luke Chambers? I would say yes. Um, at the time, Luke, I think Luke Chambers was, I think either the season before he went to you guys or the, or, the, or the, that summer that he'd won player of the year and he was like pretty much captain for us. Um, and him and Wes Morgan were brilliant at centre-half, especially the two seasons we got to the playoffs. Uh, like We had Gunter, Morgan, Chambers, Nicky Shorey or Chris Cohen at left-back and they were they were brilliant back four for for us under Billy Davis and I, I really like Luke Chambers. Um, he was no nonsense but could play actually and score quite a few goals actually, which I liked. Uh, so so yes, I, I I do regret us losing Luke Chambers and if, he's been a he's been a great servant for you lot. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, this is uh, last one. ITFC Alex. Um, similar to Slowball's on how big is local rivalry and expectations and he adds I imagine Ipswich fans would be marginally less venomous if Norwich weren't recently more successful while Notts County have been behind them for a while um does it kind of get all clouded with all those Midlands clubs in there or is it firmly at Derby uh firmly at Derby uh Notts County want to have a rivalry of us but we're like we kind of see them as like our little brother <laughs> um, like the one that really like wants to try and have a scrap with you, but we're like just not that interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Scrappy Doo from Scooby Doo. So, <laughs> um, but I actually like Notts County. I actually want them to do well. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that they've been on a bit of a torrid time of 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 late uh, because they were top of the league for a very long time and they've kind of slumped, but not as not as bad as Mansfield. But I quite like Notts County. I I've got nothing against them. I've, I I I don't mind them. Great stuff, great stuff. Um, Adam, thank you again for um, coming on for second time this season. And um, you're a lot more, um, what's the word, kind of <laughs> having a laugh with it than we are at the moment with all the <laughs> 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 with all the mixed stuff. We're a bit of a grumpy bunch, so it's, it's, it's been nice to um, be nice to hear your sort of more humorous approach. Um, just give us one more plug for the Twitter and the and the YouTube channel. So it's just at Forever Forest TV on on Twitter and Forever Forest TV on YouTube. Um, and thank you again, Ben, for having me. It's been it's been a laugh uh, being being grumpy on about <laughs> Forest. To be fair, uh, so yeah. Nice one, Adam. Um, and I'm sure we'll do it again every year for the next 35 seasons where we both reside in the Championship. Yes. <laughs> Possibly, I hope so. We'll we'll see. Uh, thank you again. You're welcome.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.